Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, everybody. It's episode number 594. I'm Robbie. Sash is here. And tonight, we are looking at the Kingston Data Traveler 2000. We were talking about this very briefly on last week's episode, but I wanted to show you what this thing's all about. It's encrypted data storage that fits in your purse, fits in your pocket, and you're only able to access it if you know the password. But there's a twist. You don't need any software in order to access it. When I say that, yeah, we're going to get into it tonight, but um, just briefly, I mean, you punch in the passcode, you can plug it into anything, including your smart TV or any device, uh, Windows, Linux, Mac, Chrome, whatever, and it's going to uh, be able to access the decrypted data on that drive if you know the password. So stick around. We're going to be showing you how, to, how, to, how that works. I'm going to get you to unbox it, yes. which is kind of cool. My first ever unboxing. First, e She loves unboxing, folks, so you know this is going to be good, uh, and we're going to have a fun time. Nice to have you here. Stick around. We've got a great show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Our live recordings are trusted only to solid-state drives by Kingston Technology. Revive your computer with improved performance and reliability over traditional hard drives with Kingston SSDs. Category 5 TV streams live on Telestream Wirecast and Nimble Streamer. Tune in every week on Roku, Kodi, Plex, and other HLS video players. For local showtimes, visit Category5.tv. Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN. And the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash IAIB. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's nice to see you. I'm Robbie Ferguson. With Hi. me, I'm Sasha Rickman. Here I am. I know you wanted to say it. I did want to say it. I am I Sasha Rickman. You She's know. Sasha Rickman. That's right. That's say it in unison. <laughs> She's Sasha Rickman. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we didn't talk before the show, but um, anything new in tech for you this week? Anything new in tech for me this I week? I know. You kind of got to see this coming. I know, right? You ask every week, and I'm like, ooh, this week. Okay, so I had an idea. An idea. I know, and I actually should have run this by you. Danger. Everybody, buckle in. Okay, so at my work, we all have to like update spreadsheets and everything. And if a spreadsheet is up and open on somebody's computer, and somebody else opens said spreadsheet and makes changes, then they don't get saved because it's up. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like if somebody else saves and then they say and then you save, you're overwriting the spreadsheet ex and undoing their changes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you're picking up what I'm laying down. Sure. Okay. So I was just laying in bed thinking about work like I should mm -hmm. never do but always do. And I thought I have Google Drive. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And you can make changes, you can collaborate on things. Sure. Is that safe and secure and everything? Oh. Like like is that well, a, as much as a, possible? I mean, you're using the spreadsheet example, so let's let's create a new spreadsheet here okay. for your genius idea. Right. So, okay, I'm going to call this um, our shared spreadsheet. Okay, so I'm going to just put in some text. Right. Text, and then let's uh, let's share this. So share. Right. And who can I share this with? Could I? Is it possible to share this with everyone in the entire world? Uh, anyone, anyone, anyone more. Uh, so normally you would be a little more specific. secure about this. You'd, you'd share it with people in your, in your company. You'd share it with specific people that you want to work with you on this spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, let's see what we can do. Anyone on the Internet can find access. No sign-in is required. Okay. Um, 
anyone with the link. Let's try that. And then let's change it to can edit. Now, that's pretty insecure because I'm saying anyone with the link can edit this spreadsheet. But let's, let's, uh, let's try that. Uh, I'm just going to pop that over into Discord. And those of you who are on Google Docs, such as yourself, Sasha, right. could you bring up that link on your Chromebook? And let's see what happens Okay. if you were actually to open that. And anyone else in the universe who's now, watching Category 5 during the live broadcast. Right. So you're, so you're bringing I, that up on your... If I just had Just a, click the link to the spreadsheet Oh, up itself. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm new. And then uh, okay. open your browser, which is down at the bottom there. Right. She's on a Chromebook, so it's a little bit of a different, uh, a different right. layout. Let me just Does that see work? Here. Hold on. You could try copying the, maybe try copying the me, link. Okay. Open link. Oh, there's my option. Sure. Open or just link. copy link and just go over to Chrome. Okay. I do see some folks already working. You can see people moving around in the spreadsheet. You can. Um, but <gasps> Sasha, come on, no catch way. up to I'm us sorry. here. Come okay. on, you're, okay, listen, you're okay. the one asking the question. I know, I wasn't okay. prepared Paste for... Paste it in. She's Paste. pasting it into Paste the browser. Pasting go. I've pasted go. go as an option. Go. Okay. okay, so you're already in. So now, oh, no way. Okay. So now Sasha's here, okay. and there are folks here. Um, yeah. And, and so with this... With Google Drive, and this is Google Sheets, we're actually able to share and collaboratively work together. This so is... I can say hello, like I'm pretending, like as if it's a chat, but each of right. these boxes are different people. See this? So I can see that that's Anonymous Fox. Over here is Anonymous Crow. And then we've got Kraken and Duck and <laughs> Sheep and Bat. All of these folks are in okay. the spreadsheet right now, collaboratively working together on this spreadsheet in Google Drive. And Google Drive is a free service, but you can actually subscribe to make it better and bigger and give you more features. Right. Um, basically more storage. I mean, I like to, I pay $5 a month and I get my email. I get some extra storage so that I can put things like videos and things like that. But it's a fantastic way to do it, Sasha. And you say, well, okay, this is great. It's collaborative. We can work together, and you don't have to worry about overwriting each other's changes, but then what do you do when you need to move it over to Excel? Okay. And you're like, oh, but now it's on the Internet in this cloud service. And so what we do, Sasha, is we say file, and then we can go download as Microsoft Excel. So now that we've collaborated together... Right. We can then download the collaborated, ready, finished spreadsheet, and boom, Bam. we've got that fully edited and ready to go. We've worked together. It's great for if you're in school and you're working with a team and, or if you're right. working at, at work in your scenario. Yeah. It's a fantastic product. Huh. I know, right? And tonight we're actually going to be looking at also Microsoft is uh, is giving away their Microsoft Office oh, okay. in the cloud for free. Oh. Which is a little bit of a competitor to kind of the Google, the Google Drive, stuff. Google Docs, Google Sheets, and all right. that stuff. Um, but it really, you know, it's nice to know what's available to us. Right. So I'm super new to Google. Right. Super like, new not to Google. super new, but like super yeah. new to Google as a, I guess, like, I'm, I'm not used to to doing spreadsheets and yeah, doing you're, you're on slides a and now, now I'm on a Chromebook. So now I'm like, this is my new home. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I love it, but I don't know all of the things yet. Right. right? So yeah. Yeah. It, it's a whole new world. And, and some people are a little bit hesitant about the cloud and I can understand that you, you want to keep your data close to your heart. 
right? Right. That makes sense. So with Google Drive, you can install the, um, basically the software on your computer to be able to back it up locally so that you've got a local backup just like you normally would, but still have that collaborative aspect, which is ideal for business. So I use it here at Category 5 so that you and Jeff and, and Henry can see what's coming up on the show. I don't know if you even check on it. Not always. You're learning. You're learning. But I, but I have that, and okay. and so we have an actual folder for Category Five, and it's all set up. And I see people are still working hard, right? So oh, okay. I can make it look like I'm working hard here because folks are putting up um, loads of pricing tables and everything. It's wow. fantastic. This is absolutely fantastic. Nice from Germany, from Montreal. Sorry, I'm. Uh, this is, is great. Your mind blown? Yes. So if you're hesitant about the cloud as kind of an option, it just goes to show how instantly I was able to create, based on your question, mm-hmm. which we didn't we didn't pre-plan. No. A spreadsheet and have many different people that I assigned access to. Remember, I gave them access. Right. And now they're able to collaborate with me. So could they, like, help with my homework then? They could. Right. Absolutely they not, could. I would never, I never. Would never cheat like that. Absolutely but. not. Absolutely wow. not. Whether you shop on ThinkGeek, GearBest, B&H Photo Video, eBay, or Amazon, or even if you want a free trial of Audible, you'll find the best deals and support the shows we produce by simply visiting the shopping sites you already frequent by using the links on our website. Visit Category5.tv slash partners for the full and ever-growing list and help us create more free content like this show. Thank you for shopping with our partners, and thank you for watching. My wife, Becca, is in college right now, and she's working through the courses and working with groups and working in software, and they're very specific about what software they use, and guess what they use in college? Yeah, Yeah. Microsoft Word. Of course they do. Microsoft Excel and all that kind of crazy stuff. And it's, that's what they learn on. And so we've, on the show, we've converted uh, LibreOffice into a more Microsoft Office similar layout. So it feels more like Microsoft Office. And if, if you haven't seen that segment and you want free software, click the link below and that will take you to a video that shows you how to do that. Um, but lo and behold, Microsoft is in fact releasing their um, Microsoft Office suite in the cloud for free for users who have access to like Skype, for right. example, like who doesn't have a Skype account? I have a Skype account. So for me, it was really, really easy to be able to sign in to Microsoft Word online, for example. Um, and just kind of backing up just a little bit. I'll show you what uh, what we encounter here, uh, and I will post the links below, but here are the free Office apps online from Microsoft. So we've got Word, oh. Excel, PowerPoint, and OneNote. So I show you this because we've had the discussion, well, 
what if my files are not quite compatible with LibreOffice? Or what right. if I have trouble importing them into Google Docs? Right. Which I don't think you will. Like, keep in mind, if I go back to my shared spreadsheet here and I go uh, file open, I can, in fact, like, I could actually browse to... And I can actually open XLS files. I can actually open docx files, and it will convert them to the cloud format. Right. So keep that in mind. We don't necessarily need to have the branded Microsoft product anymore. Right. But if they're going to provide it for us for free, and you've got your Chromebook, and my wife has her Chromebook, and she's yeah. sitting at school, and they're teaching in Microsoft Office, and they're showing you how to do things in Microsoft Word... Right. And you're trying to translate that. My wife is trying to translate those steps into LibreOffice. And sometimes it's a little onerous because mm -hmm. the commands are not quite named the same. They're not exactly in the same spot. I have a question. Yes. Okay. So remember a couple of months ago, I had problems... Um, Opening and printing some of the patient forms. It was like a doc file that was created in Word, but then you brought it up in LibreOffice and the checkboxes were in the wrong Yeah, they were like, they had like a little yeah. N with an accent, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, inside the box. Sure. So could I open that in the Word online? I'd love to know. I'd love for you to bring and in then, that file and give it a try and maybe report back in a right. week's time. Okay. Could you do that? I could do that. Oh, Remember everybody that. hold okay. her to that. Yes. Remind Those who me. are watching live, make sure you get into Discord. Remind Sasha two days before the next episode right. that she needs to test that and find out. I'm at work because it'll be best if I do this at work since it's a work question. All the files are there. 6.30 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Well, Monday and Tuesday. And then Sad story. Yeah. Sad story. So Overworked just, and underpaid. <laughs> right. Yeah. So just, yeah, send me a message. <laughs> I don't check my phone often, but I do sometimes okay. check it. Excellent. So okay. let's jump back to the Microsoft okay. product. So All right. I see you folks are still working away, still working away. Don't put patient data on Google anything. Thank you for that. <laughs> of course. Okay. So here we are in Microsoft's product. Links are below. Uh, if you're watching this on cable TV, um, make sure you head on over to our website, category5.tv. This being episode number 594, you will find that episode of Category 5 Technology TV. And when I say the links are below, the links are below. Um, so right here, let's bring up Microsoft Word. Okay. And you're on a Chromebook. So right. remember, like things are moving into the browser. Mm -hmm. You've got Google Chrome on your Chromebook, so right. you can bring up Microsoft Word, which you can't traditionally install on Linux. You can't traditionally install, definitely not, on a Chromebook. Right. Yet, because of the technology of the browser and the cloud, we now have access to it through Microsoft Word Online. Look at that. So it even starts up with templates. Okay. So, you know, like, I don't know, bring up a... Bring up a basic template and here we go we're loading up word online and it's ready to go and this is <laughs> that needed to be that's a funny template you like that uh, well it just <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's basic it's just really basic it's a pretty basic like this is a bullet <laughs> list folks but we have a template for you boy do we have a template for you if you need to make a bullet list we have a template for you add title here list title <laughs> Shopping list. Shopping list. <laughs> oh, gosh, Sasha. But here we are. This is Microsoft Word Online, and it's saving to DocX files. If wow. I save as, I can actually download a copy. I can save it as a PDF, or I can even save it as an ODT. So now, 
open document format, I can save that and open it up in LibreOffice and boom, Bam. it's already ready to go. Good. Right? Like it. Am I right? So links below, uh, cat5.tv slash msoffice uh, is going to get you there as well. And uh, that's, I mean, that's kind of how things are going. That's right. what excites me about the cloud is that we no longer have to have high-powered computers. Mm-hmm. You know, like my wife's laptop, as much as I'd love for her to have the latest and greatest, most amazing laptop, it's getting a little aged. Right. But it's got Linux on it. Um, she's using the Chromebook as well. And to think that, hey, you can bring up these applications through your browser now. Mm -hmm. You don't need to have a very powerful system like you used to because right. everything's on their server. Which is perfect. As long as you have the internet connectivity. You're loading it from Microsoft's server. Right. If it was slow, if it was cl like clunky and janky, they would they'd be out of business because people would go nuts, right? <laughs> it has to operate really well. So it's going to operate well on my i7. It's going to operate well on your, uh, what, $125 Chromebook. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's all there is to it. So... Comment below about the cloud. What do you think? What are you excited about? And, you know, how could collaboration in your office and maybe even with your, your home usage of these, uh, of these capabilities of the cloud, um, how is that going to impact your day-to-day -day on your computer? Cool stuff. Thank you. Mm -hmm. We've got a, uh, a lot to cover tonight. I just want to say, uh, first, you know, I, I mean, we'll backtrack a little bit. I was going to say first of all, but no, we've already, we're already partway into the show here. Uh, but I, I do want to say thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. It's mm -hmm. been a really exciting couple of weeks for Category 5 TV with our work with Pine64 and all of the exciting things that are happening there. Um, also with my project, NEMS Linux. I mean, it's growing. NEMS 1.5 is about to hit. If you have an Odroid XU4, make sure you get over to NEMSLinux.com and you're going to be able to download that in as little as a week. And it is mind-blowing how much NEMS has grown over the past, uh, over the past year. Yeah. I'm very, very excited about it. If you're not familiar with what NEMS Linux is, NEMSLinux.com will tell you all about it. It's free for the enterprise uh, or for home use for anyone at all. And uh, it gives you a great monitoring uh, feature on your network to be able to tell you if your servers are having trouble or if your computers are out of drive space or whatever you want mm -hmm. you want to set up. So. Um, so thank you to our patrons for supporting us because that is what keeps us strong here at Category 5 TV as a volunteer organization. Um, tonight, we are looking at the Data Traveler 2000 from Kingston. I mentioned these on last week's show yes. that I was really excited about these. Well, they have arrived, and this is an encrypted USB flash drive with an amazing twist, and that is that it does not need any software in order to operate. So we're going to show you that in just a couple of moments. We've got to hear from our sponsors, though. Uh, we'll be right back. Stick around. For a limited time, get your hands on limited edition shirts from the Category 5 TV network. These high-quality shirts are manufactured by Teespring, a fundraising website, and your purchase will help support the shows we produce. Get yours today and send us your pictures to be featured on the corresponding show. Visit cat5.tv shirts to support us and get your official network shirt today. 
cat5.tv slash shirts. Welcome back, everyone. This is Category 5 Technology TV, episode number what? Oh, this is 594. Yeah, 594. <laughs> and uh, this week, I, I mentioned it last week, the Data Traveler 2000. Yes. I said I'm really excited about this tech from Kingston uh, for so many reasons. Okay, so can I just tell you, this is, let's let's jump over to our, our special unboxing camera. And Sasha, you show them this, this, this little piece of kit. This guy here. Yeah. Get that okay, right in there. There we go. So it's a USB flash drive, but it has a built-in keypad. I know. And Bananas. with that, yeah. So with that keypad, you're able to encrypt and decrypt your data using hardware encryption on the USB flash drive without having to use any software. Well, why does that matter, Robbie? I can just plug in a normal iron key and and set it up and and be or use Luke's. If Jeff was here, we could talk about that. <laughs> we could. We could. Yes. This one here. Yes. That I've had for since well, I, 2013. You've got the, the old school. I have the old school yeah. one, right? I, can, I don't know. It's there. Yeah. Here it is. You need to download software. Or, or install it, set up, right? Yeah. So if you encrypt the data on that, let's, right. let's just use, I want to use a really, really easy use case scenario for okay. you. We've all got smart TVs these days or mm-hmm. maybe a, you know, a set-top box that you can plug a USB flash drive in with your movies right. and watch video. Yes. Right? So with the old school way of doing it, which requires software installed on your computer in order to encrypt and decrypt, um, yes, your data is safe on the flash drive. Right. But then you take that out, you plug it into another system, you've got to set up the software on that system, you've got to then decrypt the drive and be able to access it again. But using the scenario of the... Um, USB drive into the smart TV, mm-hmm. a smart TV, you can't generally install the software. No. So you're not going to be able to watch or your, your, your JPEG images from the slideshow from your vacation on the TV if that drive is encrypted. Right. So the temptation then is, okay, well, I'm not going to encrypt it. I'm just going to leave it wide open. So why does encryption matter? Well, if I put I confidential stuff, like exactly. we're not talking about hiding stuff that is illegal or anything right. like that. It's just about like pictures of my kids. It has it has EXIF data that shows the geolocation. Um, those things I want to keep private. Things exactly. like um, spreadsheets with my passwords and things like that. I don't want people to have access to that. So if I have it on my USB flash drive or a backup of some of my files, mm-hmm. And then someone steals that from the front seat of my car or your purse or something like mm-hmm. that. Are they going to be able to read that data? Well, if it's encrypted... Then no. Then no. So then you're not... Ev- like, say I had patient information on this. Sure. Right? You needed to take some work home for you uh, from work? Exactly. That has, like, confidential patient data? I would be legally... Just a theoretical. Yes. Like, this is not I'd, a real I'm case I'm not scenario. actually doing this. Yeah. But I, I would be legally... Like, I would be liable sure. if I were to drop this in the parking lot, and then all of a sudden I would have to do a huge report. I'd have to actually contact each patient. That Oh, my goodness. Right? And you said with this one, I said, what's on it? And what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. No. No. You said, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. I haven't used it in a while. I haven't I used it. Remember. I haven't used this in so long because I don't need I don't. She's need on a Chromebook, it. so exactly. everything's in the cloud. Yeah. So there's, like, nothing of importance on it. Okay. But so with that, you cannot you can't just plug that into any device and boom right. it's up. Let's get a look. I wanna I want you to actually unpackage 
which is our unboxing of the uh, Data Traveler 2000. You can get these at cat5.tv slash DT2000. And for once, scissors are the appropriate <laughs> device for our unboxing video. So here you are, Sasha. All right. I know. jump in there and... I do worry. Yeah, this I guess could go all sorts of ways, guys. I have not unboxed live. This is an opportunity this for you to shine. This is a pretty big deal. I know yeah. I should like hold it. Come on, center your shot there, Sasha. Come on. How do you do this, Robbie? I know. Oh, everything way. is backwards for us. Now you know that when I'm unboxing things backwards and upside down, I it's know. really challenging. And Dave would be saying, well, you should probably be able to get it right now because every time he tells me, tells me to turn left when I'm driving, I turn right. Oh, there you go. Well, you're, so I should have you're it. driving backwards. That's so right. it's very confusing. All right, so okay, get in there. So let's do this. Okay. So okay. does it, you know, you want to charge this thing up. It has a battery inside it. So when there you plug it in, go. it's going to actually recharge itself. Well, but like when this. you push a button, does it light up? Um, yeah, it does. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, Sasha, the default password is. Okay. You ready for this? I'm yes. going to tell you this. Don't tell anyone else. Okay. One one two two three three four four. So the way that you get into this drive. Okay. So if you plug this into your Chromebook right now, it's not going to do anything. If I plug it into my Windows 10 laptop, it's not going to do anything. It's right. going to basically just be like nothing is plugged in. However, as soon as you decrypt it, it's going to be accessible. It's going to be launched. So I want to show the folks at home, if okay. you could, if you push the lock button, you're going to see, can this, you guys this see guy the, down here. can you see the red light actually comes on? There you go. So you see okay. that red light flashing? That means it's encrypted. So, so I push one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, and then the lock button again. And then lock button. Green. Green. Okay. So Unlocked. now it's unencrypted. So right okay. now in this state, you can plug that into your computer, your TV, whatever device has a USB port, and it will read just that? like a USB flash drive. Well, sure you can. Okay, I'm just going to yeah. throw so it in Yeah, so you're going to plug it in. So we don't have a screen, oh, we don't have a screen for, me. for this, but you can see that it's come up oh. as a removable device. Exactly. That's on a Chromebook. So we wanted to test it on a Chromebook. Try opening the Files app. Okay. Can you, can you bring that up? Um, you have a lot. There you go. This Remo one here. Yeah, click on Open the file. Open Files. Okay, clip. There you go. Yes. Oh, so now... I accidentally clicked on Garvey. Click on, okay. Garvey is just popping up everywhere. Okay. So we see on, uh, there we go. on Sasha's screen, uh, and I'll bring it up over on, uh, on my screen as well so that you can see what we actually have is the drive with a single file, which is the user manual. You can confirm right. that you see that on your Chromebook. I do. I do. We I've wanted to bring that up on the Chromebook because I really wanted to challenge this drive. I wanted to, I didn't want to plug it into a Windows 10 system because it's, is it compatible with Windows 10? You know that it's going to be Windows and Mac. Absolutely. Linux? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But if it works on a Chromebook perfectly, we've proven that that decryption is unbelievably compatible with everything right plug it, it into anything and it'll work now what happens now sasha if you can unmount that from your chromebook so bring back up the little dialogue and unmount that i know this is all new to you i know do i just do that here no go back to your files <laughs> there you go so you see the drive and you see eject right next to kingston now watch what happens to the light and i want you to tell the folks at home because they can't quite see is it it's just off the camera oh it's flashing right okay now unplug it it's what happens sash oh locked 
locked. Immediately. She's doing locked. a great job oh. of showing it to you. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> She's like, I don't know where to look. But what happened as soon as you unplugged it? It, it locked immediately. It went into the red encrypted mode exactly so now it's encrypted so now if i take this drive and i plug it into my device it's not going to work if i don't know your password which right now is the default one one two two three three four four right then it's i'm not going to be able to read the data do you know how to change the password well let's get into it because that's the next best like that's the thing that we have to do now that that's, we've confirmed that it works right all right so try to do this on camera sasha okay i want you to unlock it so you're uh, going to push the lock button uh, here we go okay and then you're going to go one one two two three three four four and then lock again lock right wait, okay. wait for it to unlock it's unlocked okay now double tap the lock and then enter a password that you want it to be let's make it something you're going to change it again but so. do like one two three four five okay and then double click the lock again okay all right and it's still unlocked okay so now hold in the lock button to lock it and do my uh, be mindful too that after 10 seconds if you haven't plugged it into a device it's going to automatically lock itself again okay so now i want you to try pushing the lock button and use your new password now that you've changed it was one two three four five yeah i okay. think so you tell me it was so know. super secure And did you do it? I don't. It didn't turn green. Press lock, and then one, two, three, four, five, and then lock again. I did. You oh wait, it? I think it died. Oh, is the battery so, not yeah. good? <laughs> yeah, because we didn't recharge it first. I do have one here that okay. is recharging, um, so I'm going to unplug it from my computer, and I'm going to go. Okay, so. All right. And you guys get the the idea, but so lock one one two two three three four four lock. Now okay. it's unlocked. Now lock lock one two. Oh, you know what? <gasps> I realize this as we're doing this. There are um, security measures in place that make sure that I don't pick a stupid password. Oh, is that what happened? And for the sake of the TV show today. Sorry, we I didn't tried mean to, to be on this shot. We tried to do a stupid password. We want to do a stupid password. Um, so what we would do is we need to choose a, a, a better password. So is this still my password then? One, two, one, one, two, two, three, three, four, yes, four. Yes, yeah. it's still my password. So, oh, I failed the password test. Yes, there are okay. actually things in place. So, it's, oh. so it must be between 7 and 15 digits in length. It must not contain repetitive numbers. For example, 33333. It must not contain consecutive numbers such as 1234567. Okay, okay. Right? I think I've got this. Okay, okay. So. so that's a clever mechanism. I'm going to so double do click this. Click Have this. You un okay, you're unlocked. Yes. yes. Now, and I'm just going to just enter a password. Okay, so you're entering a real password here? Like, we need to, like, mask this? No, I'm never going to use this one for real. Okay. Do you remember what it is, though? Yes, and then okay. double-click. Double-click, and then enter it again. So it's unlocked. Yeah, enter it again. Enter it again? Okay. And then... And then double-click again, the lock. Okay. And now you and should now be set. Now it Kay. says it's locked. So oh, now, and now it says it's unlocked. So we've entered okay. it twice. Okay. So now single click the lock, enter your new password, and then single click the lock again and see if it worked. Okay. 
So I need to I need to lock it. Hold on. Hold on here. Yeah, you can hold in the lock button. I am. We're learning. Okay, there we go. It's now locked? it's locked. Okay. So now so. I'm going to click the single click, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to type in this password that I'm not going to keep. And I only put it in because I know how to spell this. Oh, you're using the words. Yeah. Okay. Unlocked. Unlocked. I won't remember a number. <laughs> Especially when it can't be one, two, three, four, five, exactly. I'm never going to remember it. So to change your password, you know, out no. of the box, we're going to press lock, one, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, lock. And that's right. going to unlock the device. Then double click the lock, enter my new password, double click the lock again, enter the new password again a second time, which is a confirmation that I've typed it correctly. Right. Then double click the lock and it will lock the device with the new password. Now it's encrypted and it can only be decrypted with my existing the new password that i have set right amazing right so now from here on f forward in order to use that drive all you have to do is enter the uh, click lock enter your new password click lock again plug it into anything beautiful if somebody gets a hold of that and they've stolen it out of your purse and they start messing around and they start pushing buttons and i'm going to figure this out i'm going to hack it if they get the wrong password 10 times mm -hmm. it's going to delete the decryption keys from the device so the data can never be recovered at that point oh so okay. really be certain from a security standpoint that is genius yes because i know that even if i lose this someone's not going to be able to get access to my data right so can this be the sole copy of my data no never 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 have just one copy of your data anytime in in the entire existence of your data no, ever, never, ever, ever do that. However, I've got encrypted storage in my server that houses my cryptocurrency keys, for right. example. Right. So that data is double encrypted. The drive is encrypted. The files themselves are GPG encrypted. Mm -hmm. um, the drives themselves are Luke's encrypted. Um, so then I could now enter a password in this copy my decrypt uh, my cryptocurrency keys onto this which are right. in gpg encrypted format as they are so again double encryption on this device so now with my password i can then get access to the gpg files which i can then decrypt and access or somebody else gets a hold of this they can never access those files and if they try 10 times it's gone right but i haven't lost the files because they're on my server exactly right so you Kingston can see how is great at this. These are fantastic. I think uh, this is something that we should all have in our pocket. The Data Traveler 2000. You can get it at cat5.tv slash dt2000. Uh, we do have one of these to give away. And if you would like to qualify to win a Kingston Data Traveler 2000 encrypted device, uh, make sure you follow the information in the description below. And again, if you're watching this on cable TV, uh, you can... Uh, you can um, go to our website, category5.tv, find episode number 594 of Tech TV, and uh, follow through with the links uh, below. Just a little bit of specifications for you. It is 
uh, FIPS 197, 256-bit AES encrypted. It's hardware encryption with the keypad. Mm -hmm. No software needed. It comes out of the box as FAT32. So if you want to be able to access, uh, store larger files on it, you might want to reformat it. Once you decrypt it, you can reformat it as XFAT or NTFS or EXT3 or 4, whatever you want. But uh, then you're going to be able to put larger files on it. So out of the box, you're limited to 2 gig files. But that that's not a limitation of the drive. That's a limitation of the file system, which is right. easy to change. The drive that I'm holding in my hand and the one that we're giving away to you is 64 gigabytes of storage. And you can imagine that for your encrypted data storage, that's a lot of space that's to be able to carry around in your purse, in your pocket. And right. uh, that is fantastic. It's also, uh, it's got like a water-sealed case. Yeah, you can, see you can really hear I, yeah, it. Exactly. Um, that's like a, a nice solid and a really aluminum. like solid yeah. locky key thing a really solid locky key thing folks this thing <laughs> you heard it here on tech tv <laughs> all right folks so uh follow the links below i'm excited about those uh for obvious reasons, I think uh, it's it's about time there were consumer products, if you will. Mm -hmm. And when I say consumer products, I mean stuff that's accessible to the consumer. Like the average Joe user. I don't need to be a hacker or a Linux guru and understanding Luke's file systems and encryption and all this kind of stuff right. in order to operate a Data Traveler 2000. Exactly. All I need to know how to do is press some buttons with my finger and then plug it in. Bam. So that, to me, is what's so exciting about this de device. Yes. It's just easy to use and gives me added security for my files. This is why I got to do the unboxing. Is that <laughs> why? Because it's super easy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Done. Super easy, folks. You heard it from <laughs> Sasha. And it has like a, a thingy. It's a super fancy lock thingy. Right. Said. Yes. <laughs> and it's super easy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right, cat5.tv slash DT2000 to pick that up. And Sasha. Yes. Are you ready to head over to the newsroom? I, it's that time already. Can that you believe time? it? I know. Flies. I yes. Know. Yes, yeah, I am. All right, we'll jump over. Here are the stories we're covering this week in the Category 5.TV newsroom. A consumer DNA testing company has given the FBI access to its 2 million profiles. Microsoft plans to expand Xbox Live to other platforms, including Nintendo Switch and mobile. Google's new Chrome extension automatically checks that your passwords are still secure. And here's another story about Google, but this one's for mobile. Their new Android apps could help the hearing impaired. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. This is the Category 5.TV Newsroom, covering the week's top tech stories with a slight Linux bias. Jeff Weston. Yaman. You're building a brand new beautiful website. What? Aren't you? No. Am I? Oh, you're a terrible actor. What? This is where acting comes into play. Oh, I didn't know we were acting. You're supposed to act. Okay, fair enough. All right. I'm building a really cool website. Are you building a really cool website? Just because Jeff is confused doesn't mean you have to be. Visit cat5.tv slash dreamhost to sign up for unlimited web hosting for your website with unlimited email accounts, MySQL databases, the latest version of PHP, WordPress, and more, and even a free domain name registration. It's less than $6 per month, so sign up today. cat5.tv slash dreamhost. 
I'm Sasha Rickman, and here are the top stories we're following this week. A consumer DNA testing company has given the FBI access to its 2 million profiles. A large consumer DNA test database, Family Tree DNA, has quietly started allowing the FBI to upload genetic profiles created from crime scenes and corpses. The FBI was able to compare forensic samples with the DNA of any of about 2 million customers of the service normally used by genealogists to locate and contact relatives. A spokesperson for the company said law enforcement agencies have so far uploaded 22 samples. Ten were from the FBI. At least one case has already been solved. Between Family Tree DNA and another database being accessed by police, GEDmatch, it means that your average criminal on the loose probably has at least a second cousin whose DNA can be located. The FBI created a special genealogy team to turn those leads into arrests. Specialized law enforcement databases containing DNA profiles of known felons could soon be irrelevant. Natalie Ram, an assistant law professor at the University of Baltimore, says we are nearing a de facto national DNA database. Some users are already expressing anger over family trees sharing of their DNA data. But Family Tree DNA founder Bennett Greenspan said in a statement that police only have access to the same type of information users already share, such as names, initials, emails, and photos. Interesting. Right. Now, you had thought about, at one point, a couple years back, I remember you mentioning this on the air. Right. You had thought about doing the DNA test. And I did not. And you did not. I did not do it. How and much I was didn't it, though? Do it. It was you were going to buy it online. Exactly. And it was like $100. Like $100. Yeah. Imagine, like, how much is a DNA test really? But really? It's probably pennies. No. No? No. Thousands. You think so? I think so. Oh, I got my dog once DNA tested, too. Yeah? Yeah, just wow. to see your ancestry. That's interesting. I know, but, but that's um, besides the point. My thought is that if I were to buy a DNA test for a hundred dollars, say, right, like you got, you can't be angry if they're using this data to be able to track down criminals. Just don't be a criminal. It's, That's what well, I'm saying. don't be a criminal, right? Okay, so the point is that it's really good that they're catching criminals. Sure, but it's kind of bad that they're just getting right up all in your personal DNA situation being that it's not just you now it's you and everybody you're related to so right, right? so yeah. okay if they find your cousin right and you're the criminal they did this they, mm -hmm. they found the Golden State Killer like this notorious serial killer that was on a barrage of killings in California I think in the 70s I could be wrong they just okay. arrested him he's now based on DNA data based on DNA wow. because one of his relatives, I wonder if this is the one arrest that they have at least mm -hmm. done, one of his relatives had submitted their DNA to, a, to right. DNA testing, mm -hmm. and so they knew that of the suspect pool, because th that person was related to somebody in the suspect pool, that was the guy, mm. and they arrested him. Okay. So it's like, I like it. But at the same time now, I probably won't go get my DNA tested, not because I'm a criminal or I don't assume that I'm related to but any. Your relatives? But your relatives? But I just don't... <laughs> I, what happened? Okay, so if I know doing, there are about 10 people that are related to okay. you watching the show right now. <laughs> they're, and they're all amazing. Not hey, Colleen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so say I don't know that I have... Let's say I have a half-sister just floating about out there. Okay. Right? And she...
she meets an untimely demise let's say mm -hmm. now they've tested her dna and my dna right. and now not only are they telling me that i have a relative but n they've passed away and part of a crime scene or something right okay. like like it just seems a little bit too I, maybe Big Brothery. I don't know. It seems weird. <laughs> I, uh, oh, I think this is a whole. Uh, if Jeff was here right now, yeah. this would be getting irate right now. I but just. I feel like this is this is interesting technology. I love it. And remember, the FBI is not taking confidential data from the service. The FBI yeah. is submitting DNA samples. Right. And then they're matching it up and saying this is matched to. Okay. Just like if you were to upload, and, and this is the whole purpose of getting your DNA test done, is so that you could upload it and realize, oh, I have a half-sister I didn't know about. Right. Right? So they're uploading the data and finding, oh, this is related to this person, and this person is in the suspect pool of this particular crime. Right. Right? So they're not collecting data they're making connections based on the dna profile that they have right so is it, it i still kind of want to do to be honest i still kind of want to do it i'm just you still want to do the dna test yeah i'm just yeah. scared i feel like i have more relatives out there that i don't know about and i want to i kind of want to find them but at the same time i don't want like what if one of my relatives is a criminal Oh boy. Oh boy. This is getting really wanna dark. You do wanna that. know. You wanna know. If uh, your half sister that you don't know right. is a criminal and has apparently been involved in some kind of crime. Yeah. You need to know about this, Sasha. I don't know if I do. I think <laughs> that our chat room is right on the money. Like we are in this weird time where we're so afraid of our identity theft issues and like mm -hmm. if you had so much as my name and my social insurance number now all of a sudden you're getting credit cards in my name and racking up bills in my name and and things like that so right. now you've got my dna profile and what else can you like robbie clones <laughs> who knows who knows i i it's interesting and i'm really happy that it that crimes will be solved sure. by this yeah that makes me happy if it makes Sasha happy, then it's got to be good, right? It's, it's got to be good. It's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> Microsoft plans to expand Xbox Live to other platforms, including Nintendo Switch and mobile. Wow. The company says bringing the network to more consoles will enable game developers to connect players between iOS, Android, and Switch in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store on Windows PCs. Microsoft says that the release of their cross-platform Xbox development kit will take Xbox, Xbox Live to over 2 billion devices. Taking Xbox Live to other consoles seems like the next natural step after the cross-platform play that exists within certain games such as Fortnite or Minecraft. Sony has been less cooperative when it comes to cross-platform play and allowing other services on its PlayStation network, and it appears this Xbox Live expansion will not apply to PS4 as yet. However, Sony did enable Fortnite cross-play as a beta last year, so perhaps further integration of the major gaming platforms will become a possibility down the line. We'll know more following the Game Developers Conference, which takes place from March 8th. 18th to 22nd you're you're more into games than i probably right. am i would expect okay so i have a switch yes and i have a ps4 okay and i have 
Dark Souls for both. And do they talk? No. Oh, see, right? Because it's PS4. What the heck? Right? Come on. Like so, maybe they're onto something. Could Microsoft be onto something that maybe things should just communicate right. together? I am horrible at Dark Souls. Dave is the master of it. Mm-hmm. I can't get past the first boss, and I have it on Switch because I find that right. Switch is easier to play. Okay. Um, and he plays it on PlayStation. Could you imagine if they could talk and he could just you could be co-op in, together. and he could help me kill? Like the asylum demon. I can't can even imagine, get past that Can you guy. imagine, if, like, think like, about the <laughs> internet, okay? So the w- World Wide Web. Imagine if you could only access the, this part of the web from Microsoft Windows and this part of the web from Mac and this part of the web from Linux and so on and so forth, right? Right. Like, just realize that we're in this time when everything needs to work with all of the information and platforms that are available Mm -hmm. so and maybe Fortnite has that where you know you can access it from anywhere minecraft has that where any device i can be on my pc and playing against someone who's on a switch yeah that's the way it should be that's the way it should be i really like this news it feels yeah commonsensical like the next Mm -hmm. step of course they would have this playstation sony come on get on board do it (laughs) are you a gamer like what's your opinion on that i i think it's silly that this is not the norm like that it's news that xbox live is going to be available on other platforms but it is that's great i mean for xbox live players to be able to access their pc games and play them on switch and communicate between them right like (laughs) You have a group of people that you're playing games with, and you have a group of friends in real life that also play games, but unless your friends are on the same Mm -hmm. systems, then you can't play with them, right? It's not, that's not fair and fun. I think the kids have kind of encountered this with our love for Mind Test. So Mind Test being kind of like, uh, very, very similar actually to Minecraft, but it's free, open source, and we've got servers that we can access and play on. Mm -hmm. But their friends who play Minecraft on Android tablets, say, yeah. find it quite onerous to be able to connect to Mind Test because there isn't a really good APK for Android. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have a PC or you've got to have a laptop in order to play kind of thing. Right. So then they're in that same scenario where they can't play with their friends. So we need to have Minecraft because it's the universal compatible yes. with everything. Right. Oh, times are changing, though. It'll, they are changing. It's true. Mm-hmm. Google's new Chrome extension automatically checks that your passwords are still secure. A new Chrome extension from Google called Password Checkup will automatically check whether your passwords have been exposed in a data breach data breach. Once installed, the extension checks any login details you use. Google says most U.S. sites are supported against a database of around 4 billion usernames and passwords and warns if it finds a match. Password breaches are an unfortunately common occurrence, but so long as you're using a unique password for each website, it's fairly, it's normal Fairly sim- normally fairly simple to deal with. Just change the login credentials used with the breached website and move on. Unfortunately, when massive breaches like the Collection 1 compromise, so many different passwords can be with so many different passwords, it can be impossible to know which ones of yours are still safe. That's where Google's new extension comes in. Since Password Checkup relies on sending your confidential information to Google, the company is keen to emphasize that this is encrypted and that it has no way of seeing your data. 
Passwords in the database are stored in a hashed and encrypted form, and any warning that's generated about your details are entirely local to your machine. Oh. Google isn't the only company to offer such a service. One Password's robust password manager includes Watchtower integration to your to compare your passwords against Have I Been Owns database of breached credentials. Google's extension is free, and you can use Chrome's built-in password generator to generate a new password if you find one of yours has been compromised. That is cool. So this whole time I'm reading this, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I have a really bad habit of trying to come up with a secure password and then forgetting that password and then being like locked out or you know what? I have to click forget my password where's your and password then, manager uh, I I have just the most basic password manager thing and I only have 10 passwords is it that called can be Excel saved. no no <laughs> It's on a shared doc. No. <laughs> it's a sticky note that she's got written down. I actually have a sticky note in my wallet for a couple of passwords. Online banking, password one, two, three, stuck right. on the monitor. <laughs> so what, hap what happens is, and mm. it's not intentional because I try and save really important passwords and really strong ones uniquely. But when I get into a panic, like with Discord one time, I got into a panic, couldn't remember my password, and then mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'll just put it back to the one that's tried and true, and I know. Well, that just means that I have quite a few things with the same tried and true and I know password. Oh, Yeah, and which no. is, I know that that's wrong. At the very least, just go get yourself a LastPass account. LastPass.com, you can use it on your Chromebook, you can use it on Windows, you can use it on Linux. It's just a Chrome plugin. Right, I tried right? to do that. On your Chromebook, your Chromium, uh, Chrome um, browser I, will memorize your passwords and save them in the, in the cloud in a secure... I know. Huh? I know that to be true. And I tried LastPass and I have to get back to it. But You've I got to yeah. the master password for LastPass. I, I typed it in wrong. No, I think. Okay. So with something like LastPass. Something. Yeah. You only have to remember one password. Right. So you make it a super strong, super ingenious password that nobody would ever be able to crack. Mm -hmm. But you're able to remember. And that is the only password that you ever have to remember. But you're in this thing where you're putting the same password into all different services so if Just one of so those bad. services gets compromised all of them are right right so with LastPass, you remember the one password if LastPass ever got compromised you just change your master password and you're back in business but um it, 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 what it does is it allows you to go to every service when you're creating your password generate a new password and it can be like 32 characters of absolute mm -hmm. gibberish Right. You don't ever have to know it because it's stored in the LastPass vault. And so then, and I'm using LastPass as the example because it works very, very well. And there's a, uh, a free version that's available for you mm -hmm. that will work on your browser. Um, but then you can have secure passwords and they're different for every single service. So if you find out from Google's new plugin or from Have I Been Owned that your password for, uh, say, a particular service, say your Twitter password has been compromised, well, then you go onto Twitter and you change the password. And it doesn't affect any other service. Right. And you're good. I, just, I need to have a password changing day. You do. I it do. It sounds like. You need to get yourself... An account with a um, with a reputable password manager. Right. LastPass is one of those, and probably the easiest to set up. We can right. look at KeePassX. We can look at doing our own, but LastPass is online. It's available for you. You can install it on your browser. Easy peasy. Set up a free account, 
and start going through changing all your passwords and just make a, a really strong master password. You know, I definitely do need to do that. Do it. Okay. We're going to check in on this next week <laughs> and see if she's got I it done. I didn't say I was going to do it this week. You are going to do it this week. Otherwise, we are all hacking your account. You don't know my password. Oh, if I figure it out <laughs> If once, you know one, you know, you know all my passwords. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Google's new Android apps could help your hearing. That's right. Google has announced that it's bringing Android users to two new apps, Sound Amplifier and Live Transcribe, which are designed to make life a little easier for those of you with hearing loss. Live Transcribe takes live speech and turns it into captions using your phone's built-in microphone. And according to Google, it comes in over 70 different languages and dialects. You can also use it for two-way conversations if you don't if you can't or don't want to speak using a type back keyboard within the app. Although Live Transcribe is being rolled out worldwide as a limited beta via the Play Store right now, Google says you'll soon be able to enable it in accessibility settings. Um, then start Live Transcribe from the accessibility button on the navigation bar. The second app, Sound Amplifier, isn't just designed for people with hearing loss, as Google explained in its announcement blog post. Everyone can use a little audio boost from time to time, especially in situations where there's a lot of background noise, like a loud cafe or an airport lounge. You will need to plug in wired headphones into your smartphone to use the app, which works by digitally increasing the volume of the quiet sounds while not over-boosting loud sounds. You can also customize the sound by changing the sound enhancement settings and applying noise reduction to minimize distracting background noise with simple sliders and toggles. Both apps will come pre-installed on the Pixel 3 and could potentially make a real difference to people with hearing loss by making it easier to communicate with people around them. I love it. Yes. We talked about how AI in the mobile, so in my phone, is going to allow me to do things like this. Yes. Brilliant. I love it. So not only is it an accessibility feature, but also a safety feature. So if I can use dictation to be able to send text messages or emails, well, now it's done away with the, the issue of people texting while driving. Oh, because I can exactly. legitimately and, and accurately uh, dictate to my phone. And, and you know, as things get smarter and better, mm -hmm. uh, to be able to control it by verbal command. Right. And you know what? Even from a health standpoint, you see people on their phones like this. Oh, yes. yeah. Right. And that is so incredibly. We're away from that. Yeah. So if, get away exactly. From if you can just come out with things like this that really just help you to have your body upright and your eyes alert, you are going to save your spine and probably your life when you're crossing the street. She works at a, chiropra a chiropractic clinic, Can folks. you tell? So she knows what she's talking save about. Save your spine. I love that now the technology in our pocket. So we know that it's getting more and more intelligent. It's getting faster and it's getting better. And like I say, the AI technology is making its way into phones and the SOCs that are built into the phones. So now we're seeing things like that. We're going to next, we're going to start seeing even better translation services. Mm -hmm. So we've got the hearing impairment thing covered so now we're able to hear better now we're able to speak in other languages with other people from around the world in real time <laughs> incredible like have you seen tidying up with marie kondo yes so you see how her translator 
She is amazing. She sits off to the side and she's like, she's so like just meek and mild in the background and just so humble in, in her presentation. She's, and as Marie Kondo is, is speaking in her native tongue, she's translating in real time, like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And people are carrying conversations in languages that they don't speak. Yeah, and it's natural. It's intuitive. And Absolutely. It's, yeah. To watch it is even natural. Yeah. And it's like, this is amazing. I saw Marie Kondo uh, interviewed on uh, on Colbert's show. Mm-hmm. And same thing. It's like translators there, and they're talking, and they're carrying on, and, and it was goofy, but it was amazing right. from the perspective of, wow, that's actually coming to our phones as well. Like that entire process of being able to carry a conversation in another language right. is unbelievable. But this is just looking at the accessibility aspect. If you're hearing impaired, if you have mm-hmm. trouble with um, distinguishing voices in a busy environment, well, this is something that could really, really help. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that the focus is on this because there are people that, um, yeah, I mean, you, you might not be even diagnosed as hearing impaired, sure. but you do have trouble in situations like that. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes I do, so. We're and good. sometimes I just want to put on a pair of headphones and just pretend that I <laughs> can only, I, I got to hear what That's she's right. saying. That's right. I'm, just, I'm yeah. just trying so hard to hear you. <laughs> Uh, Let's jump right into our cryptocurrency report for this week. CoinGecko says, uh, as of 1,800 hours Eastern time on Wednesday, February 6th, 2019, that uh, Bitcoin is down a little bit, lost about $59.85 US, down at 3402.49. Litecoin is the only riser um, this week as far as the coins that we're monitoring. It rose... uh, just 97 cents US. So, hey, that's the one to invest in, folks. No, not now. Now I'm it's just, growing. I'm totally kidding. I would never say <laughs> no. that. Um, Ethereum is at a 104.57, a little bit of a loss. So we're kind of seeing that things are still fluctuating, and they're meant to. Right. Uh, but it's not like a massive rise and a massive drop. It's just like things are just kind of ticking ticking along right, right now in cryptocurrency. Uh, Monero as well. I mean, it was 43.46 last week. It's 42.70 this week in U.S. dollars terms. So it right. lost 76 cents. It's just kind of everything's hovering along like this. Right. The little guy, Stellite, is down at 1.7 ten thousandths of a cent. Turtlecoin is at 1.02 ten thousandths of a cent per turtle coin. And remember, you know, as I share these numbers, the cryptocurrency market is always volatile. It never closes closes and it could be going like this right now it could later go like this and it could then go like this as we've seen over the past year we don't know right and it's just fun to monitor and watch and learn from the trends it'd be really good if you could see into the future with those eh? wouldn't that be good wouldn't it as i said i mean hey folks (laughs) litecoin is up 97 cents right had you invested one dollar yesterday you'd have almost two today that's right Thanks for watching. Not the, really. Oh, you. No, you would have had to invest $32. Davis, yeah, Davis better at knowing these. these invest $100 and you'll have da 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 da. <laughs> Yeah, I don't You'd know. be up like $3. Exactly. <laughs> it's not a lot. No. It's not a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> Thanks for watching the Category5.tv newsroom. Don't forget to like and subscribe for all your tech news with a slight Linux bias. And for more free content, be sure to check out our website. From the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Rickman. And I'm Robbie Ferguson. Hey, thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Looking forward to having you back with us again next week. 
same place, same time. We'll see you then. Take care, everybody. <laughs>